0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lucky Podcast. This is your host, Elias Roush. This podcast is sponsored by EliasRoushMedia.com. Photo, video, digital media production. Today we are discussing the final two episodes, the season finale, the end of part four for Money Heist. So this will be kind of condensed. I got some roofers on the house right now. I'm getting new roof at the moment. So I'm going to try to condense this podcast as much as possible. So if it seems like I'm talking a little bit fast, that is why I want to get this podcast put out there before um, these guys get back on the roof. They're currently on their lunch break. So yeah, I just wanted to throw that out there real quick. I'll divide this podcast into two sections for pe- people that have not jumped into episode eight yet. So um, just heads up, we'll talk about 7 and then 8, and then we'll give just kind of a roundup of how I felt about this uh, Part 4 of Money Heist. So in Episode 7, the beginning starts off pretty explosively. Then it brings us back 45 hours to show exactly what Gandia's um, doing in the panic room. There is a Justice for Rio plot line that happens to pop out of kind of nowhere the professor really is uh trying to angle it angle the justice for rio um plot line kind of shoving it into where uh the government is kind of running into trouble they're running into public trouble so um i was kind of in a mixed bag feeling of how i felt about these last this last uh semi-season episode um They're trying to play a sympathy card while robbing a bank, which is kind of hard to believe for me personally. Here's a synopsis for Episode 7. The group reels from following the attack on one of their own. The professor puts his adjusted plan in motion with the help of his new recruits in Palermo. So this new plan consists of bringing these new miners on uh on the team these guys kind of come out of nowhere which i do wish they had had a little bit more of a backstory kind of understanding what we were supposed to who these guys were they they, they seem to kind of come out of nowhere um but these miners show up finally we get uh some uh people of color we kind of like one of our first uh side supporting characters of color um you know finally we're acknowledging some diversity in that area, I'm glad, uh, Tokyo, this episode is where I realized how long Tokyo has been tied up, she's been pretty much taken away from the, uh, the crew or the plot of the story for the last, like, three episodes at least, and, I mean, what feels like half the season almost, Alturo in this episode is being called on his shit, basically being, a, a an assaulter or a rapist, whatever you want to call it, um, He is uh, pretty much a dirtbag. I don't really have much more to say than that. I really didn't see that this character was going to turn into that. But he seems to be kind of this uh, narcissistic asshole who just really cares about himself and... He put himself in this situation. He's the reason. He's his own. He put. He's the reason he's in there himself. Like I'm, I think it's like part three. I think he like ends up putting himself in that situation. So the whole reason to have this guy in there just it just seems to be calling him on this shit. Um, once again, the professor releases a video that talks about Raquel being unlawfully tamed, and this is a kind. This is kind of. Also entangled with uh, the professor talking about Rio and having justice for Rio. And there's this whole subplot where Rio was tortured in previous season, previous parts or seasons, whatever you want to call it. And the government apparently had him... uh, buried alive he was it, just some crazy torturous torture shit that has happened with this character rio i don't exactly recall all of this happening was all of this accurate in part two part three If that's what it was i remember him kind of being like squeezed for answers but uh i don't remember exactly what was going to happen um so uh let's see what we got tokyo Sorry, sorry, just a quick finish up on Rio. Rio, that character, um, mixed, I I do have mixed feelings about that character and the way they're trying to make the public feel bad about, you know, people that have been tortured that were robbing banks and stuff like that. Yes, torture is bad, but it's, I don't know if that necessarily means you're going to feel, you know, sympathy for these people that are running this uh, heist at the moment, you know? if someone was robbing one of the biggest banks in the states and they released a video saying that they were tortured by the United States government or something like that or you know FBI CIA who whoever the hell then i don't think that people would automatically feel sympathy towards you know the people robbing the bank it's not like it's like, okay, so y'all were tortured, but now you're robbing the bank, and so we're supposed to be feel, feel bad because of what? You know, it's it's it would put distrust in the government or in the system. However, I don't know if it makes the majority of people and the viewers just 100%, you know, align with our main characters. Of course, we would want to because they're, you know, our protagonists, but I don't know if it was that believable on that level. It's, it's kind of stretching the... Uh, the laws of believability within the in the story. Maybe I'm taking it too seriously. I don't know. Um, and they do talk about uh, Raquel being unlawfully tamed. What is the professor plays that entire sound of uh, sound soundbite of her being supposedly executed and stuff like that. Like that's that's pretty damning on some some sort of level. I'm sure, but I don't think that you would conjure up enough uh, 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 support to have this type of wave that would be in support of the people that are robbing this bank. And so that's what uh, kind of leads to the quote-unquote major riot that's happening when she's being picked up, which, like I said, it's all based on believability. Do you Would you believe that people would honestly be in support for her at this point? Um, to the point where they're just making it that big of a fuss and dressed up as them. I forget that in part three they got they, they had full on like gear that was the same uniform or same gear that the the hostages and uh, the money heist crew was wearing. Also, is no one going to talk about how the professor hacked like one of the major? Uh, billboards like in the city I think that there is a lot of like hand waviness with all that going on um there are other shows that you know have this interpretation of people actually you know hacking into advertising let's just say like uh you know mr robots a show about hacking so I don't think it's crazy to say that they hack into you know uh stuff but I don't ever recall the professor being able to do this although he's he's got a wide range of reach is all I gotta say and there is a lot of like hand wavy you know he kind of always three steps ahead kind of thing so um this is also the episode that Tokyo get receives the news uh about Nairobi I forget that that Tokyo is kind of helping out Gandia with his uh uh, sh- he's got shrapnel metal. Uh, he's, got, he's got metal and stuff all in his, um, you know, body from explosions and you know just being in this gunfight. And so you can see that Tokyo is helping him at this point. Now, one thing I was not crazy about this episode was going ahead and showing us what's going to happen in for, you know forty-five hours plus. Um, like, I don't see what the the point is in showing us all of that. If you're going to give us a forty-five minute roundup, the last—if you're going to show us that everything's going to be relatively okay, quote unquote okay—then I think there needs to be a reason that we're seeing that at the end. I don't—I I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll talk it out and it'll make a little bit more sense. Um, but yeah, mixed mixed bag about episode seven and. 8. Episode 7 specifically, mostly because it shows that first, like, 10 minutes of really hype action. It's like, but that doesn't even happen at the end of Episode 7. That is, that's stuff that's going to happen in Episode 8. So it's like, oh my gosh. So, I don't know. I, mixed feelings about even putting that action action scene in there. Um, Well executed, but maybe placing it at Episode 7 diffused some uh, tension that might have been, Uh, helpful during episode 7 and 8. So, let's talk about episode 8. Episode 8 is the Paris plan. It's mostly focused on love and the plan to bring back Lisbon. Um, Let me get the synopsis real quick. The professor, Benjamin, and the others attempt to free Lisbon. Tokyo's anger threatens her faith and her plan. In the plan, Sierra takes matters into her own hands. Have I been calling Sierra Alicia? Is that the wrong name? Oh lord. I'm pretty sure I've been going through this entire... Um, (laughs) I might have been calling Alicia Sarah this entire time. Oh, oh, no, no. Her name is Alicia Sierra. That's her last name. Sorry. Yeah, the names, that that's not my strong suit. The names, the places, that's never my strong suit in the podcast. It's more character-based, um, story-based, hopefully. Um, okay, so episode eight, it's about love and the plan to bring back Lisbon. Starts off with Palermo in Berlin, an excellent exit scene for Berlin. I really like this character. I wish they didn't take him out in earlier seasons. He's such a magnetic presence and every flashback scene we had him he was uh he's always dripping with charisma even even though i uh, was you know watching this and with uh su- subtitles on and stuff like that it was um i don't know it i can still tell that he has so much gusto even speaking in another language so um Alicia throws the whole team, the whole <laughs> her whole squad under the bus because she is basically put on the forefront for all, everything that has happened with Rio and the Rockhell um, um, capturing and quote unquote execution um, inside the money heist crew. Everybody wants to kill Gandia because everyone knows that uh, uh, about what has happened with Nairobi. Um, you know, she was unarmed. There was a lot of different factors that seemed to indicate that there was no reason to do that um, from Gandia's standpoint. Kind of a weird scene with Monica... Rio and Denver in the elevator? Does it, I, I want to know what everyone's interpretation of this is. I know that Denver and Monica were kind of a thing the majority of the first couple seasons, but they've fallen out of love a little bit, and now they're on rocky territory. They broke up like twice at the beginning of the season, and honestly, at the end of this, um, now they're doing like a three-way hug in the elevator. I don't... <laughs> I, from a story standpoint, I would have thought... If you would have asked me two or three episodes what was going to happen ago, I would have thought Rio and Monica would have started to form some sort of bond or relationship. But Denver seems to still be hanging on about Rio having some real PTSD, and I I don't really understand why. Uh, uh, I, I don't. I'm not really sure the the bonding that we're getting between monica and rio obviously i think they have some sort of connection i'm not sure if they have like a uh you know they they need to be with each other like they have want to have an emotional connection or if they just have like a friendship connection because there was that that jealousy suit between uh, uh denver and tokyo versus monica and rio and that was all explained at the beginning of the season but now it's kind of uh, it's not evaporating, but it's kind of evolving into like this ever blossoming relationship, and they're kind of just like dosey doing with the um, the uh, boy the boyfriends and girlfriends are all kind of switching up on us, and I don't want to say that's you know a bad thing or anything. I'm just trying to figure out what's what's the end game for all of this because obviously everybody wants to end on a happy note, but I don't really see the happy note for Denver or Tokyo given that they just seem to yeah, they could, they could hook up with each other, but they don't seem to be like happy with each other. I feel like it would all be very temporary or or it would all be surface level. Um, so yeah, it is kind of an interesting scene, you know, with the hugging and whatnot. Uh, Alicia goes against her superior and starts holding people at gunpoint to get clues. They, they hold, uh, the police officers, uh, what is what is the police officer's name? Tanzania Tamaya no, it's not Tamayo. Uh it's the other police officer, but uh the one that they got infiltrated in the uh the unit. Let me see if I can find him real quick. Um yeah, no, there's no way I'm gonna be able to find it. there's too many people. Um is it Antonio? I, I, I can't remember at this point. But anyways, the cop that they the that the professor Antonyanis, sorry. Uh Antonianus, they go to his apartment complex and alicia basically holds the apartment complex guys security guy at gunpoint like that's intense like that is some serious crossing the line shit right there i was not expecting that to happen um so i do think that character has become a little bit op at the very the last episode she just decides to go on this like scavenger mission to find the professor which i felt she should have been doing the entire season I think I would believe it a lot more if Alicia was looking for the professor for the past few, you know, episodes instead of kind of cramming it into the last two um, episodes, and primarily the last one. So I do believe that it somewhat lost tension, um, in my opinion, because we saw what was going to happen at the end of episode eight at the beginning of episode seven intro. Um, I liked season four, but didn't love it in comparison to, you know, one through three, um, or, you know, even just one and two were some of the best uh, money heist television, I think, in the most natural of, uh, you know, courses that could have happened. I do like the the kind of, quote-unquote, 24 style of telling, you know, almost uh, minute by minute what's happening on the inside and outside of the heist, but in some areas, I feel like it, it... It is kind of squeezing that lemon for as much as you can and then, like, just pressing it. Just go, go, go. What I mean by that is, like, there's some points where we're just you know spending second by second inside with the money heist crew or with the government and, and right outside uh, you know the FBI and every, or it's not the FBI I keep saying the FBI but it's a, the the Spanish FBI I'm not really sure what it's called but uh, the police outside um, I like that but then when it comes to compressing timelines like Alicia finding the professor extremely fast and like I don't know like a 20 minute segment just is it, it is noticeable in some areas. Um I obviously still love all of the um the technicals about this. The music is still hype as shit. The uh like the the action is still really well done and it almost feels like they have a different director from who's shooting the action from who's shooting the dramatic scenes. Um but yeah, I I still enjoy all of that. Money Heist is still one of my favorite Netflix shows to watch. It's still that guilty pleasure because it's like You know, you really enjoy watching it, but you also have to kind of, you know, stretch your believability a little bit. But, uh, you know, other than that, I would still recommend, you know, Money Heist and everybody hopping on there. So. If for whatever reason you listen to four seasons of money heist on the podcast and still have not checked it out even my podcast can't do it justice i would say just go check it out you know what uh, if you listen to this for whatever reason and you have no idea what it's about or if i've given you all the spoilers still you can still go check it out and still have a great time um but yeah for everyone that has listened for the past four parts that we've covered um yeah i really appreciate everyone listening and uh Giving me feedback, I can kind of uh, do a little bit more of a feedback. Maybe we'll go on like YouTube or Twitch Live or um, one of these social medias, and we will cover you know Money Heist a little bit more in detail with uh, regards to your feedback. Let me know what you thought about Part 4 of Money Heist. In the comments below or the comments wherever, thank you for listening, watching Lucky Doll Podcast. If you want to support, paypal.me slash Podcast. Check out all the social medias um, in the link in the description. Oh, they're back on the roof. I told you. Well, I think that's about time. Thank you for listening, watching lug a podcast, questions, comments, concerns. You know what to do. Check out the links in the description for all the social medias, and uh, if you don't like this podcast, if there's anything I can do to improve the podcast, let me know in the description. You know, downvotes, obviously, I'm like, oh, damn, I guess I didn't like the podcast, but I need to know why you don't like the podcast. Am I not speaking loud enough? If I am speaking too fast? If there's too many roofers on on the podcast, you let me know. Uh, Do we need a, a... Someone to bounce a little bit more feedback off of. Let me know how I can improve. That really helps. Thank you for listening, watching Lock it Out podcast. Like I've said a million times, take it easy.